Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Trucking Driver Podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin. And this is Christopher Madison. Good morning. Oh, how are you? But rough. As a bears, yeah. Oh, so am I. Uh, classic, uh, classic lockdown Saturday night developed there. Yeah. yeah, exactly the same for me as well. What did you get up to? Um, nothing, really. <laughs> right up until the point we stumbled across Smokey and the Bandit for free on one of these many thousands of channels and thought, ooh, and started to watch it at about 11 o'clock. Mm. And then, um, obviously when you're enthusiastic and somebody brings out Doritos, you need wine, don't you? And then you need some more wine. You do. And then you need more wine. And then suddenly, as if by some kind of unseen magic, it's quarter past six on a Sunday morning when you wake up rigid downstairs. Oh, exactly. No, I had my usual... And then you come to bed. <laughs> I had my usual <clears throat> highlight of the week. I went to my parents for dinner after spending Saturday working on one of the cars. Um, and mm. I had my usual... Um, I got some lovely dinner. We had braised lamb with mashed potatoes and carrots and spiced cabbage. It was beautiful. And then spiced this... Spiced cabbage. Oh, it was nice. I've never tried it before. But I was like, this looks disgusting and green and potentially wind-generating. But it was, it was nothing of the sort. It was just... The whole dinner was beautiful. Um, You've just broken a stereotype there. <clears throat> What's that? I'm, I didn't imagine spiced cabbage had found its way that far north. You know, it's a bit cosmopolitan. I thought it would be in a deep-fried Mars bar and some iron brew. A deep-fried Mars bar <laughs> is racially offensive to the Scottish people, you know. You can't say things like that anymore, probably. Well, send, probably. send Nicola around and we'll have a rest. Oh, you're welcome to her. <sighs> send her around. She'd probably beat me as well. I bet uh, she bloody would. She's still got a job anyway. Yeah, she has, unfortunately. Yeah, she's not been no, made no. to resign yet or anything over <clears> all the, the weird stuff that's going on up here. I avoid the news like the plague, but whenever I hear bits of it, other than the BBC, she always seems to be in trouble with somebody at the minute, so it's looking... It's looking quite promising. Mm, yeah, they're in a lot of trouble, yeah. But she talks really good on a, a party political broadcast she gets every day, so that's all right. Mm. Um, but the British Army's come in to speed up the vaccines now, which is good. So they're helping she out. Like they're that, help- she? No, she won't like that. They're helping out in Scotland. So my mum's got a vaccination appointment now as well, which is good. My dad's, he might have already been done, actually. Or it's tomorrow. But uh, they watched the film. <clears throat> have you seen the film version of MASH? No, no. Well, you remember the MASH TV series? It was dead popular. Vaguely. I was about one, but yeah. You were not about one, because I remember it. It was on repeat for many years. It had Alan, Alan yeah, Alda in it. It was quite funny. You got poor television, didn't you, up there when you were a lad? Um, well, if you lived in the Scottish Borders, you didn't get Channel 4 until about 1986, I don't think. Because we only had three yeah. channels back then. Like, the border transmitter wouldn't let you get Channel 4. It's like living in Home Firth now. <laughs> we can't get... Um, free view and things of that nature that come out of an aerial, um, which is odd because we've got Emily Moore Mass that's the tallest freestanding structure in, in Europe over there. Right. Hi. And then we've got Paul Moore, that massive one that's up by M62 where you go to Scamander and both of them beam over us, which is marvellous. Oh. So you've got to have. Neither of them work. Great. You've got to have Sky, or you don't watch telly, basically. Uh, I've not got I've not got Sky. I've just been watching everything. Uh, just been using YouTube and Netflix. Netflix is vastly put their prices up. I'm nearly at the second series end of Narcos the, uh, with Pablo Escobar. And I've oh, been yeah. through all the way through Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and I'm thinking, well, there's not really... What else is there to watch on um, Netflix? 
I'd like some recommendations, please. Because I can't be, it's I about can't. 15 quid a month now. Uh, I can't be bothered with it, any of it. You know, I've got friends that oh, you should be watching Breaking Bad. It'd be right up your street. That is good. Why? Why do I look like a, a lunatic meth cooker? Pretty much. Um, I mean, I could say it wouldn't be that much of a, 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 a jump for you to sack off being an owner driver and uh, teaming up with um, a young drug dealer and going away to go and cook <clears throat> crystal meth in a motorhome. You know, that that's not. Out the question. Listen, I'm you know I'm there, feeling there, are less, on here because there are less likely things I could see you doing. Salvation Army band. I'll do it. You can be like Walter White and I'll be Jesse. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy thinks Lucy thinks I look like a Latvian hitman, which is nice. Thanks, Lucy. Well you do but I mean, it, it depends. I mean do, do Latvian hitmen not have feelings? Can they not be I pleasant can. people? I mean maybe it's just a day job being a hitman and it's nothing personal. Maybe Mr. maybe there's Latvian. Mr. Rankin, this is nothing personal for you. I have job to do. You must die. I must report you are dead. And at, simple. And yes, at, good, yes. at weekend I volunteer at Cat and Dog Home. To, you know all mm. animals it's deserve all, a forever it's all home. Sort of I don't fancy it's all shooty and bang bang into being a hitman, it's all uh, I, popping a cap in somebody and stuff. Now if you if you could be like I could take you off the street, huh. and I could take you to my uh, you location and tie you up, and then I could just bore you to death about Foden's for three and a half you days could, until you just stop breathing. You could set there'd be no uh, trace, would there? You could set like a honey <laughs> a honey trap. You know, you could get you know you could get dressed up. Do you reckon? Dressed up as a lady <laughs> and going to attract one of them back yeah. to the back to you know some hotel room somewhere. But mm. of course, you can't do that at the moment because of coronavirus. So it's a it's very good. Yes, it's a, it's Hello. a good point. Oh, you've got a deep voice. Yes, Latvian ladies are very deep voices. Yes, getting car. Some some blokes like that, you know. Yes. They used to like that. Zoe Wanamaker with a very deep voice. I used to do it for a lot of people. Who was the other one? There was another woman who had quite a deep voice and it used to set people off. Not from... that Madam Hooch from Harry Potter. I don't know, I've never watched any Harry Potters. I'm sure that's Madam Hooch. Is it? That's a bit weird. If you fancy Zoe Wanamaker, we need to have a chat. I don't personally, other people did. Mm. Oh no, 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 no! It's not me. It's not Stop me. Uh, a friend, right? It, 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 it's just a friend. I'm asking for a friend. Is it that friend that's on D wing currently? That's <laughs> always a thing. Asking for a friend. <clears throat> no, I'm still not. My favourite celebrity crush at the moment is still for about the umpteenth week in a row. Me. Is is Liz Hurley? Liz, Liz, what are Morning, you? Liz. What are you doing to us on Instagram, dearie me? It'll close it down soon for being far, far too attractive. Like they closed me down on Facebook last week for being too attractive. You did, you, hey, no other reason, you, were on, you were on Facebook jail last week. The problem with Facebook is this. Their standards commissioner, or czar, or whatever you want to call him, is Nick Clegg. Ugh. That's Nick Clegg's paid-for daytime job, and we all know what kind of a weapon Nick Clegg proved himself to be, don't we, when he used to be mates with Cameron? Yeah. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll never allow tuition fees, says Nick. Yeah, all right, Nick. Thanks for that. Your uh, moral standards mm, are obviously okay. right up there, aren't they? Ah, well, they, they were bloody. Facebook <sighs> was in, in charge of um, all these QAnon, all these um, insurrection things that were going on in America in January the sixth. All that was getting organised on Facebook and, and going about it. Yep. It's painful now. It's a bloody Facebook and Facebook memories. I need to work out how to switch that off because I had the memories when I had that yellow range tea in February last year, which was. Beautiful weather. Yeah. I was fit and healthy. Um, I was on top of the world. 
<laughs> I was looking forward to flying to Copenhagen. The world. The world. I was on top of the world. The world. On top of the world. I was on top of the world. World. Well, you got in, in Scotland with that accent. <laughs> if you say uh, like the, the woman's name Carol, and then the man's name Carol, hmm. <laughs> it comes out the same, but it should be Ka- Carol <laughs> yeah. and Carl. I've just had a I've just had a note pushed under the door. A note pushed under the door. Right, what does it say? Right. It could be my first contract killing. Uh, oh no! It says, "Let me know when you finish talking, so I can start making pancakes." Well, hey, uh, make sure the note does not self-destruct. It's not one of those ones. No, unless it's code. Launch right. it out the window. Start making pancakes. Any, what anyway. could that be code for, really? Oh. I'm just going to table an idea. Okay. I think, I think we're contracted really to mention trucks, aren't we? At some point this morning. Um, we... I do have something to mention about oh. trucks. Yeah. I mean. Oh, you know. excellent. All right, go on. Well, I go first. Slip a bit in, then. Let's talk about things we wear. I go first. I am back on the road. Week commencing. One and only. Twenty second of February. I'm out um, working for a week, which will be my first week out since working. the S way. Uh, out working in the world. Out working. I'm going for a burrow. <laughs> Are you going to Stony Bridge? Uh, I don't. Do you remember Stony Bridge? I don't know where I'm going. I might be going to Ochter Machte. There was a lot of phlegm in that one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was as drunk as you last uh, drunk as you last night. I was in the second bottle of wine as well when I got back. Do you know what I started? Uh, I actually started watching, and I don't know how. But there was a children's BBC programme called Bertha, which was about this machine that would, like, make anything. And it had a little um, robot called Tom that would run about and make a funny noise. And I don't know how it uh, appeared on YouTube, but I watched two episodes of it last night. Is that real? Yeah, no, it's, re- it's totally real, yeah. It's just bizarre. All right, okay. uh, just I've got a lot of kids and I've never heard of Bertha. That's Bertha there. It's a big green thing with uh, goggly eyes. It was I... made by the same people that made Postman Pat. So it's like stop, stop motion animation. Things. They were making watering cans and then battery operated um, kangaroos. She's clever, isn't she? Making them. As machines go, she's clever. Yeah, and then I watched... Um, for Then, because I'd watched that, I put up a load of recommendations. Then I watched some of the first series of Thomas the Tank Engine at midnight on a Saturday night because Ringo starred at the narration and I found it strangely soothing. All the sets and, the, find it- and the animation were... Uh, are stunning. That's such a beautifully made TV series. It's so much nicer than the CGI. Yeah. So I'm going to binge it. I'm going to watch the whole first two really, series of Thomas the Tank Engine, and I don't care. It's a shame to me that Russell Oliver got his acting break as a fat controller, and you know his career just tailed off after that. Then the work dried up, and he ended up driving wagons. Fa- Poor Russ. The fat controller. Bring back Russell. The fat controller's quite funny, actually. The wit, the wit's yeah. quite dry in it. I think they did a. Th- they did two series with Ingo Starr, and then there was a third series with a, a, another leather poodling called Michael Angelis. And then, I think... He was married to somebody, wasn't he? Some posh... Who was Michael Angelis married to? I don't know, let's Google it and find out. He was punching above his weight, I think, if I remember. Um, uh, but they got him because he had that that nice Scouse accent. Ringo impersonator to, voice. It seemed to lend itself well to... To the world of Thomas, but I just thought, well, world, the, uh, the world of Thomas the Tank Engine. Okay. I've not got a series two. Douglas and Donald arrive. The, tra- Oof, the train, really? yeah, the Scottish twins. 
He's got Ringo doing an attempt at a Scottish accent, so I've got that to look forward to. Right, anyway, I'm driving a lorry. Yes, lorries. Lovely, Um, lovely lorries, even though I hate that word, lorries. Do you like wagon? Wagon. Do you like wagon? We say wagon. I I tend to remove wagon. I I don't mind it in trucking driver um, text that I get sent by freelancers, but I kind of limit to maybe one or two wagons per feature. If I'm hanging with the young homies, you know, I, uh, I'll say truck. It's truck. Truckers. Trucking truckers. Truck. Right. But when I'm, in, uh, when I'm in village and I'm going down to yard on a Saturday, she'll say, what are you on with? I'll say, I'm just going down to wagon. A wagon. Aye. I'll say, wagon. T- wagon. So, uh, what about yoke? <clears throat> that gets, some people say that that's a great looking yoke. No, that's for those boys over there, isn't it? Aye. Is that for Some yoke, so she was. Mm. Aye. Some yoke. Aye. Aye. That's better than Bloody lorry. Lorry. Bloody lorry. Yeah, I got into it is once. Lorry surprisingly, with a load of, a load. No, it's just for people who think it's 1950. Is it? Like, people like Andrew Thorpe. Yeah, he's a lorry man, aren't you, Thorpe? Lorry. <laughs> it's a wagon. It's anything but a bloody lorry. A lorry to me is like a Chinese 6 ERF mm. loaded with wool bales and sheeted to perfection by a bloke called Brian. <laughs> Stopped in a car park on Shap having a sandwich. That's a lorry. That's a lorry. Stop being lorries. As soon as they started making ones that bent it middle, mm-hmm. they stopped being lorries. Lorries are eight-leggers. Mm. We had to sleep on dashboard in an army greatcoat and chisel ice off windscreen with as new as ends on a morning before we could set off. Just Light a fire under sump. That's a lorry. <laughs> Just so we cleared that up, no doubt there'll be a shitstorm about this. It's a bit like tea cake in Yorkshire. A tea cake, you get into yeah. the tea cake argument in Yorkshire it goes on for days so let's yeah, not get this lorry thing going is that like a bread roll no it's a tea cake right there's a tea cake and there's a current tea cake the end that's your lot right. there's no bread roll bread cake bap any of that a barn a barn cake it's not a cake well see a, a tea cake in Scotland is a chocolate thing with a biscuit base on it with some marshmallow and a little bit of jam and you can yeah, buy like a packet and you get them like 32 in a packet. Tunics do them. And there's another company called G's that do them. I think that's on them. And they're brilliant. You can polish off like a whole packet of them. But if you take them in the lorry... Yeah, you lot want independence, so fair enough. It's your, it's your little country. You can call tea cakes what you want. But, nah, well, yeah, you have to have the, it, because Nicholas says. The only thing with tea cakes the, of that variety is they don't travel well. They get squashed easily, and you can't seal the packet. Ah, they don't toast very well and, no, and, and take butter and jam. No, they wouldn't do no. I found a revelation. No, tea cake will. I found a revelation this week. See, see instead of heating up mm. milk in a pan to pour on my Weetabix, see if I just put the Weetabix mm. in the microwave for two minutes with the cold milk, comes out perfectly. And you can get banana Weetabix now, which is good. And how old are you? Um, forty-one. What's wrong with microwaves that? Microwaves have been around. Microwaves have been around a while, you know. I think they have, but I didn't realise. I, I use my microwave all the time. I'm a lazy git when it comes to cooking these days. I came in. Well, I had a drunken snack last night. I had one of those Rustler's microwave burgers because I, I I like them. I think there's the microwave food technology has come on a long way. They've really got the chemical mix correct in that. I last time I used microwave. I know where it is, but I, don't, I don't, honestly can't think of any practical use for a microwave that's any easier than throwing a scrambled egg type mixture at a pan no. and standing by it for a minute. I just, I, I, I can imagine on a really frosty morning if all that way out, I could plant spray, mist my boxer shorts, and bob those at microwave for two minutes, and then I remember. Slip them I remember once I had an, an accident with a microwave uh, because I was 
wanting to go out on like a Friday night as we were wont to when I was like 18. But I wanted to wear like my best pants, which were a pair of Calvin Klein's. And, but they hadn't dried out properly yet, so I couldn't wear them. So I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll put them in the microwave to dry them. Mm-hmm. So I put them in the microwave to dry them, and it burnt them, and it put large brown stains all over them. So that was the end of that. Well, that's good. That's good, because that's just stopped me warming mine now, like I've just thought of. That's good. I know that's not, yeah. I know it's a no-goer, that one. Because I thought, well, it, would, it would be something you would mm-hmm. consider as well, you know, if it was a really cold morning, you just put, you know, put them in there. Just yeah, to heat up. That's what I thought. It is a good thought, Popping but no, you've got you would have to be careful. Maybe I just microwaved them for too long, but Maybe. You know. If you the the, the the prevalence of truck microwaves these days as well, you know, you could be tempted in a cold morning just to fire the boxers in there and just give them a bit of a, mm. a bit of a Yeah. A bit of a tweak. Put them in Arga. In bottom oven on Arga for a minute, they'll be lovely. They'll not burn in bottom oven, say they. Anyway, yeah, I've got a truck. It's a what? Volvo FM. It's Volvo's. You were getting me a Volvo in February, remember? Yeah, but you went and got a DAF. Yeah, but you, you still were going to get me a big Volvo. I know, but you said not to because you went and got yourself a DAF. Only for a fortnight. If they take three weeks painting mine, I'll be out of work for a week now. Don't worry, it's fine. I will find. Get you a Volvo. They're about to come out. These a are the pre production ones. Well, there's a 540. A big whopping 750, please. There's a 540 dual clutch and there's a 750 FH16. Um, Go on then. See what I can do. I shall ask Martin. Martin sometimes listens to this. Good lad. Hello, Martin. Uh, but no, I'd spoken. I'd spoken to him, and I'm getting the FM, the little low height four by two globe trotter, which is yeah. the new model. So I will be doing Kingspan with it. I think. Uh, Brilliant. No, I'm quite. I don't mind that. that I'm quite looking forward to that because I could end up anywhere in the country with it. And it's not heavy mm. stuff. And if I have to park in a lay-by side of the road at night, nobody's going to nick your kingspan, um, which is all right. So yeah, I'm looking forward, looking forward to to that because when I drove it, it's on full air suspension as well, uh, and the ride quality on it is like remarkable. It's it drives so well for such a small truck. Um, it's got all the comfort refinement of the FH, mm. and it handles even better because you're sitting low to the ground. So I'm quite. Uh, exciting. I had a demo FM Globetrotter 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. They had must some have just, demo must have just like terra, terracotta coloured demos. Uh, and, um, that would have been a manual line back of, then, was it? That's pre I shift. Mm. Aye, we had one at Bingham's and it was. Um, and they gave it me because I got the worst wagon in the yard at Bingham's. I got a 93M Scania, you know, yeah. nappy box cab thing. And I was, I on, was an ar- on an Arctic. Aye. They were they were Aye. popular for Arctics, those ninety three M's, but they weren't. You know, if you went and gave somebody when, a truck with that comparative amount of power on Arctic work these days, it'd flip out. Steve Bingham thought it was hilarious to send me to your more stores at Ramage at Glespin every morning with double decker at the back of that as well. Three hundred and twenty tearing, riving horsepower with a cab that was four foot six from ground to roof, spoiler. Oh. <laughs> and a 16 footer, 16 foot decker at back, it looked ace. Uh, used to go with that, anyway, says, have a demo. Do you want this demo? Yes. And it was massive compared to Scania, that little FM globe. It was a right bus. Did he buy any? Did he bugger it? But, um, yeah, it was nice. Nice true, nice nice bit of kit, really. That's probably, apart from that one I drove for wing, road flight on Heathrow, a job we talked about. That's the only Volvo I've ever driven.
Uh, anyway, and what's your, what's your truck news then? I've got my shiny new um, FM coming for a week at the end of February, which is mm. fabulous. That's the, that's the start the start of the new year for me. This is like things are on the up because I'm going out. Mm. What's happening with you? Is your phone away to get painted yet? Took her in. Took her into the doctors yesterday for welding and painting and all that business. And these boys are going to do a proper job. They're going to take the stacks off. The doors are coming off. The side wings are coming off. All the air kits getting split down into. Oh, they're taking that off. Fantastic. Light bars are coming off. Steps. Everything. Everything. Full strip down starts Monday. I've got a driver's door for her from a cement mixer because my driver's door has been through walls, been bent round a pillar before now and there's a kink in it and it's rotting under rubbers and anyway i've uh, got a second hand door from a lad that breaks the rfs and foden's out uh beverly direction joe turner he of the i know cat powered rf i know and joe and his dad richard yep uh that's it Good so stuff. there's a new door there i've got a brand new headlight surround panel from uh Z at Sandbatch Commercial Services because he's having those made because mine's been repaired by a blind man when that woman ran into me last January. Oh, yeah, that so God, was that last January? Wow, I just a month gone, end of January, a year gone. Sorry, she um, she's having new door handles because they're pitted and manky. She's having um, as much as I can really throw at it. I have told him, though, not to do chassis this time round because I'd rather they spent the two or three weeks doing a proper mega amazing job on cab. Mm-hmm. And then in, in spring, we'll have another week off, half-term week or something in May. Have chassis done then, probably. Well, I've, um, I've asked the question, so we'll see what Martin comes back, come back with to see if there, I, the, if there I, is something um, available. Find me an S-way in... Uh, in May oh, I see. I see the S ways have come in as demonstrators, or the, and Chris Davies had got one. I sold noticed in Facebook. Over, over They've sold a few of them, but the demonstrators have come out, um, and there's a few people. Um, they're a bit basic. I think there's not full. They're not air on the front. There's um, no leather interiors, and in then there's not twin fridges. And they've been sending. I don't think some of them are as some of them are as well specced as others, uh, which is possibly a bit uh, unfortunate. Because um, I was speaking to uh, one of the Iveco salesmen this week about S ways, and they seem to be fil- they seem to be filtering in. Well, like I say I'm quite I'm a I'm a um, I'm a fan of them. I think they're great things to drive. Um, and if you get the opportunity of a demonstrator, definitely go for it. Yeah. But just watch what one you're getting because it does seem that some of them have got a fair bit more spec on them than others. I don't know why with a demonstrator you wouldn't just throw everything in them. Uh, and yeah, then let the really. let the customer decide that maybe they don't want this and they don't want that. Don't send them out being mm. a little on the basic on the basic side. But it looks like they've perhaps done that. And there's a few. I've seen quite a few four sixties, <laughs> and nobody bothers with four sixties any anymore. It's all five hundreds. Um, mm. That's what people are. That's that's kind of your standard spec now. It's five hundred plus. It's what. Um, yeah. The majority well, of fleets are kind of going for. I'm having some 530 action this week when it finally turns up. Motors have very kindly lent me their 530 106 demonstrator. It, um, be the buggers that had it last week haven't brought it back yet, though it should have been back Friday, valeted and dropped off with us, but no, so it's not coming well sometime Monday afternoon now. So That's naughty. Left me in a, <coughs> left me in a 
a bit of a predicament yesterday morning when I discovered that because oh, I've got 28 tonne of steel for Sheffield in yard and nothing to pull it with. That's how odd of that, so, just keeping it for yourself. You should always try and get it back I, on time, he, especially if it's going to cause problems to somebody else further no, down well, the line. You'll enjoy that. Like, George, George, the sales rep, was chasing it up yesterday, but I don't know if they got anywhere. But anyway, as soon as it can be brought Monday, the better. Um Duncan, the manager at B&B where I park, he has got uh, an old Merc from the Bowering Fleet that's in the yard. Barnsley Chop, it says across the front. Um, what is that? He's very kind. Little, what does that mean? It's a 25-45 stream space thingamajig, about 13 reg. He said, we've no MOTs on Monday, so yeah, you can borrow that if you want. So okay, that's Duncan. all right. That's, as long as that's, it, that's dug me out of the doo-doos tomorrow. As long as it doesn't go 100 yards at the yard and immediately break down. I, I'm sure I'm uh, I'm a bit I'm a bit apprehensive about going to this drop in anything other than mine because it's one of those yards where you've got an inch, you literally got an inch to get round. You take your airlines off, push shunt button, and then you've got to get round. It's the only way you can get out. You can't reverse out and go back where you came from. It's impossible. So you've got to turn round at yard. Now mine, I know exactly where she fits and where she won't fit. And if I'm there, trailer's not picking up skip at back or. If you, but you know, going in somebody else's motor. I'm bloody bricking it about turning round in there. You want some good news? So, go on. Um, I said, can Chris have a go of the 750? He's never driven a Volvo since 1999. Um, mm. And I said, we'll do the full T&D coverage on it. And he said, yes, uh, but it'll be when we've done all the existing roadshow dates. So it'll probably be the end of March. Will that work okay? Mm. Excellent, yes. Yes, Brilliant. splendid. Why are you going into Sean I may, Connery here? I may be on other work by then as well. Volvo so, F816. Uh, hmm. So we've got some irons in fires at the moment, thankfully. So, uh, grand. Good stuff, eh? No, you, you, that'll be good. That's um, the new model one. The new model one. Because they've only got five of them, I think. And they're all the pre-production models that they've got in demo. But they're, they're well up together. Like, mm. beautiful, thing, beautiful thing to drive. So, well, hey, Excellent. there you go. Brilliant. Cheers, man. Look forward to that. Not half. Mm-hmm. Good. Not happy not days. Half. I don't think... Is there anything else happened in the news this week that's worth yes. talking about in relation Some to bad trucks? News. What's bad news has happened this Some week? really bad news. In fact, it's the worst news I've heard in years. Crikey. Um, because it's the, it's the best show I go to. And that includes Assen, really. It, uh, first truck show oh. uh, has sadly been called off for this year. As well as last year. I mean, I understand it because it's June. Um, I imagine putting the infrastructure in place up there to get everything booked and paid for is a risky strategy. So, I so first stood down, but I kind of expected that would be. I mean, we've entered Assen again with the old girl. We've been uh, sending photographs off in the usual business mm. for that. That's the end of July, and when you consider Europe haven't really started buying any bloody vaccines yet, mm. I, don't, I don't envisage Assen being a goer, but we've got to remain hopeful. They're about slow, because um, it's going to be all this bloody vaccine. You're going to have to produce this document that says that you've had your two jabs if you're really wanting to go anywhere, um, whether you like it. It'd be ironic for, you know, mainland Europe won't have had any by them, but where they're performing, will they? So, whether you like it um, or not. Hmm. Anyroad, we've entered, and Mr. Fern parks next to me. He's entered his new Scania and various, and it'll be a nice, a nice shot in the arm, if you will, <laughs> if we could go to Assen. Um, topical, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I'm not convinced. Um, 
Oh, listen at that. I can imagine there'll be some shows this year, really, if it carries on as it is, but it's going to be August, mm-hmm. isn't it? I think, it's, really I think August is going to be... Um, mm. Anything that's in August has got the best chance of going ahead. There's convoy yeah. in the parks, like the third weekend in August, so mm. I think that that's got a good, a good chance of going ahead. I'm really... Um, not optimistic about anything before that, and I think everybody else that's listening would have to would have to agree. Yeah. You look at things; it's 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 the amount of COVID risk assessments that you've got to do as well. There's like pages and pages and pages of this as to even just to go and get it ahead. So I mean, you've got to have serious resources behind it to be able to go and even yeah. do that. So it yeah. puts it beyond the scope of people who are organising regional shows who are not mm. doing it for. Yeah. They're not well, doing it for profits no, or anything like that. It's, it's... That's the problem, you know, with first, you know, Susie <clears throat> and Dodsey, like, you know, they've a business to run and they've a life to live that's outside this structure. And, you know, we all think it's marvellous and it, you know, it's very much appreciated when them and their team manage to nail a show together like that every year for us. It's brilliant. But as you've said, they've got a real life to live. So, mm. you know, I've only got so many hours in a day, haven't you, to be on with stuff. So, uh Exactly. Respect, and we'll be back next year. Exactly. Twice as keen. Uh, well, I'm just, I'm just having um, a look for some lorry news and things because uh, I've got lorry typed into Google Alerts, as we know. Uh, knock it off. There's nothing really interesting in amongst any of that. There won't be because HGV. They haven't existed since 1952. That'll be right. Uh, but the cops are back out in a lorry and a crackdown on drivers using phones. Uh, well, oh, I'm using my phone now. Well, you know, if you're driving and you've got you're using your phone and it's in your in your hand or it's clamped to the side of your head, then you, and you get caught by a lorry, well, you deserve what you bloody well get. It's it's stupid. Um, but people, it's people in cars are just you know like they're just living on their phone all the time. You've seen people FaceTime and driving down the road and, and and things like that. So that's just normal. The police are always out in a lorry doing that. Trucks are. Oh. Oh, are you trying to wind me up this now? This is like saying, uh, <laughs> are you going out of your way? <laughs> Listen, I obviously need some on my Latvian Hitman website. I need some, you know, some um, proof of performance. You could be number one. I could come up and strangle you. Oh, what's that? Oh, let's see. Oh, here's maybe something. Four to stand trial charged in connection with blackmail plot. Oh. Um, something to do with a lorry. Uh, right, in Ireland, it, breakfast. That's it. but that's what it said. Not me. Not my... four Here county Fermanagh people are to stand trial in relation to an alleged blackmail plot to secure the release of a lorry held at docks. The mm. accused are bloody bloody blah. The false representation. It is alleged he dishonestly told the victim a loan of five thousand was required to release a lorry from the harbour docks, an, a- an area of which was not disclosed. Oh, it's just somebody blackmailing somebody. There's nothing actually to do with a truck, mm. and amongst any of that. <coughs> um, nah, nothing much. Nothing much else knocking about in that this week. I'm afraid. Well, all that's in commercial motor last week pretty much says that customs nightmare island. What the hell? We're doomed, and come April when we're super doomed. Well. Armageddon. Massive costs. We're not doing it anymore. We're not going to Europe anymore. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, dear. So that's pretty much all that's in the news at the minute. Mm. If you're uh, trying to move goods into Northern Ireland, 
you might as well pile them all up on Kia Hesham and set fire to them and go home. Oh, they're going to have to go and knock their bloody heads together on that and go and sort it out before and not do it at the last minute to give our holliers a chance of, of getting it sorted all, out. There's people... Although, you know, some naughty misters have said to at custom staff, you're going to get slapped if you don't go away and they've all gone home, haven't they? So there's no... Uh, there's no physical customs checks now and uh, mm. going into Northern Ireland, which yeah. desperate people make desperate threats, and I can understand it. Mm. You know. Exactly. Yes. But it's uh, it's due to get a lot worse, isn't it, when this um, first accord finishes? Well, this grace April. period thing. Aye. If this is grace now, imagine what it's oh. going to be like when it's full scale. I mean, I've you know I've got work into Ireland if I want it, but I can't mm. simply for the fact that taking second-hand farm machinery into Ireland at the minute, you've got to have it all bloody sanitised and certified and all this. Because suddenly, since 31st of December, everything that comes out of North Yorkshire to go to Ballymena is suddenly a animal health risk. Mm. Yeah. And, but that said, a full load, you know, three tractors or three robotic milking machines in is a doddle compared to groupage. If you're taking a groupage loading, you know, mm. six drops on a reefer, meat products, etc., etc., mm. it's all got to be vet certified, hasn't it? Everything. And it's got to be sealed. So if I load five pallets at CPAC Abattoir, say at Wakefield or whatever, mm. that's got to be sealed. Vet certificated, sealed, bum. Then I go pick up another six pallets at Rose County at Clitheroe. I got a Brex seal and reseal, and it's just utter oh, bollocks. Pardon my French. Utter bollocks. People are just so bloody desperate and angry now trying to get mixed loads in that it's going to come to a point where there's going to be nobody left to get mixed loads in. And costs, rightly, have gone up 25%. Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't they? You know, they're having to set on staff now to bloody administer this nonsense. Right, it's needing, um, so needing sorted out. Michael Gove needs to go and actually make himself useful for once. That'll be uh, mm, well that'll be a miracle, wouldn't it? Indeed. <laughs> I'm just glad that you know we're not going across. Aye. Shame, but it is. I've a lad. As a lad, I moved a bit of timber up to North Yorkshire for. Um, one of his contacts rang me to see if I could get him some timber collected round Yorkshire and get it across to him, and I said I can't. I really can't. I just haven't got the time or the resources to be on with it. So. Unfortunately, I won't be having a jolly, but um, oh, dear. what do we do? You know, the lad I move uh, robot milking tackle for, he, uh, yeah, remember. he, he's he got some to go to southern Germany, Tim, mm-hmm. and the people he's always used for uh, loads back out there have, have just simply said, we're not coming. You know, yeah. we aren't coming to the UK, so there'll be no... Oh. Well, uh, I've noticed that there's, a, there's some hauliers have been... Um, they've been... Incre- uh, British hauliers have been, like, increasing their capacity... And going to Europe mm. more, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see what if there's any opportunities come out of it going forward for some folk as well. I don't know. Yeah, there will be. I think if you've got if you've got you know you've got operational staff mm. that can handle uh, this it's... nightmare and handle it smoothly, then you'll be you'll be fairly well placed. Like White seem to be getting on pretty well. Yeah, Broughtons have been glitches. buying in, um, extra yeah. extra things. I so it's. Mm. Aye, I wonder if it's, uh, it's is it um, the end of the cheap European transport in the UK? Yeah, yeah, I, I think prices will find the true level, and it'll be a shocker to everybody that's uh, exporting that the true cost of haulage is X, not Y, because mm-hmm. your cheapest European backload rates 
never well, been sustainable for cheap, anybody. No. Uh, well, all of a sudden, cheap transport can suddenly become very expensive. Yeah. Well. If you're not get, if you're not getting it right, yeah, you've got to pay for that. You've got to pay for the quality service. Mm. The best ad- or not the best administration. If we're pulling for you. You just cut your rates. Mm. Yeah, that seems to be what's going on with us. So, yeah. mm. in in this new era, yeah, just cut everybody's rates. So There's going to be a massive mm. exodus of subbies from our our uh, our world. So to. Tie off this episode for this week. What have you got on for next week? You've got your DAF arriving on Monday, and then you just yep, on, with, on with the usual. I think you'll enjoy driving that. Um, I'll have to practice not falling out of it because it's twice as tall as mine, so I can just launch my svelte little uh, body out of the phone and not break any legs. But it's a long way down out of those bloody things, so uh, we'll see. They're not too bad. They're not as bad as like the flat floored ones, like they, the Scania. S cab and the, the Rhino Range T high and the Actros, which are very high off the ground. The, the daft's mm. the daft's not too bad. It's quite sensible. We've got. Have you seen the pictures of the new one in disguise, knocking about? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look much, does it? I hope they've done a good disguise. Ah, that's a, that's an extensive disguise they've got all over that. Yeah, you can't bloody tell a thing. Mm. You can't even tell if it's got three windscreen wipers. I think they should keep mm. three windscreen wipers because I just like that as a design feature. Hmm. Please. It's a daff, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It'd be the... uh, speaking of daffs, when I went yesterday to drop mine off at the paint shop, they've got one in. They're doing a long-term full rebuild on a um, a Mark One XF ninety-five for an old boy. Oh, nice I, one. I Square know, headlight it's... job. Aye, mm. it's um, it's it's well stripped. You know, they're doing a proper job. The Vedona cab outside type restoration because there's very little left of this oh. thing. I don't know any history to it, but I'll I'll keep an eye on it while they're doing mine. It that sounds like that's got truck and driver feature written all over mm. it. It's a left hooker. It's an it's a really old uh, left hooker. If it's a left hooker, yeah. does that mean it's but that can could mean it's potentially a Cummins fourteen litre that's in it? Because mm. it didn't do I that in right hand enough. drive. Mm. I couldn't get close enough to tell you but I imagine when I go down on Monday afternoon I'm taking this door and bits and pieces down to have a word with the so with the boss man on Monday with Brian, I'll have a good, have a I'll have a good shifty round it. Yeah, I best not take any pictures because guy might no, be I don't. private. No, but no, I'll I'll ask her. I'll try and find out what's going on. But she looks very interested, told last. Oh, oh, and you know how I like old stuff. Oh yes. Well, I'm back in the right. It's I'm back in the magazine all next week as per usual mm-hmm. Groundhog Day. I'm starting to. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to. Um, send out jobs to photographers and things, but I'm trying to keep them not relatively close to home because I like the yeah. travel things and being the way that they are. But like, once I've done this issue, I really need to get some stuff together because I'm running low in material. So I'm going to be busy. Um, I've got some photo shoots to do quite locally around here, so it's going to be a busy old time. As soon as that lorry arrives, February, it's going to be flat right. out truck and driver all the way. So I. But today I'm gonna to go and um, do some more um, Vauxhall YouTubing. That's my plan for this afternoon. Um, and it's snowing a bit outside, so I will go and um, try and um, try and infuse your CEO or whoever it is that's at the top of the tree to shout at your distribution company because. And that was slow this week. I think the post office Ugh. were partly to blame for that as well. Uh, because they've got a lot of people like self-isolating and things. I'm recommending people not to send parcels in the post because they can get stuck. But yeah, there's a lot of um, mm. 
there was a lot of people like, where's my magazine? And um, it had arrived on the tube, mine arrived on the bloody Tuesday, which is no good at all. If you're subscribing to a magazine, you should get it on the day it comes out, at the very least. Have you got a scanner there? A scanner? Um, ah, yeah, the, at the very least, I think you should spend this morning scanning all pages and emailing it to me so I can read it, because I still haven't got one. There's a digital issue. I can email you the PDFs from it if you want to read it. There's no work in that, I think. I think as editor-in-chief of the ship, you ought to scan it lovingly and send them to me. Well, I I bloody won't. (laughs) You can get the PDFs. If if that magazine still hasn't bloody arrived, I'm going to have to send you the spare one that I managed to acquire from the office here to you. Right at the end of that scan as well, you could put me a collage of Liz Hurley pictures on as a... I'll do you a collage of Liz Hurley pictures, no problem. You're not getting the whole of trucking driver scan. Not a chance of it. Oh, quite enjoy making the Les Les Hurley just words isn't it with you all that all that whispering you do it's just words it is <sighs> go and get your my mother warned me about you go and get your pancakes aye pancakes put a ring down and order the pancakes as you know mm-hmm. aye right then thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode to keep up to date with the latest news 100% for drivers visit truckanddriver.co.uk where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine which publishes on the last Friday of every month the Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel to find out more please visit soundrebel.co.uk